Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Neil Donald Waltz back with us as a modern-day spiritual messenger whose work has touched the lives of millions. He's written 37 books on contemporary spirituality in the 20-plus years since he's been reportedly having an experience in which he felt the presence of the divine. He began writing questions to God on a yellow legal pad and received answers in a process that he describes as exactly like taking dictation. And what emerged from that encounter was the Conversations with God series, and of course his latest work is called The Essential. Neil, welcome back to the program. Hey, it's nice to be here, George. Thank you very much. I'm lovely to be returning. Looking forward to this. Wonderful space. If I remember, you were living out of your car when this was all happening, weren't you? Yeah, I was living on the street. Yeah, I was living on on the street. I I didn't need... What's what's interesting about this is even my car was stolen. Oh! Yeah, so I really fell to my knees at that point, and I was calling out to God, you know, what what does it take to make life work? What do you want from me? What else could happen? Here I am uh, on the sidewalk anyway with nowhere to live. I'm living out of my car, and then I... And then my, I, I'm walking the streets trying to pick up a few pennies, and I come back, and the car is gone. And 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 the police, you know, are laughing at me. When they say, "Well, when when was the last time you saw it?" I said, "About an hour and a half ago." It's about an hour ago, I guess. And they said, "Oh, are you kidding me? By now, the car's been totally parted out. You can Jeez. forget about that." So uh, that that's that that was my story. <laughs> interesting way to live for a while. It was an interesting period of time in my life. It, it sure was. Would you ever trade it to do it all over again? You, you know, no. Uh, the, it's an interesting question, and my answer is no. I wouldn't trade it. This is. Uh, I'm happy that it happened. In, in retrospect, of course, easy to say over my shoulder. But as I look over my shoulder, I see that all of those events were perfectly timed in the perfect way to bring me to the experience uh, that uh, that I had, and that has changed my life and the li- and frankly the lives of millions of people. Absolutely, your conversations with God series has just influenced and touched so many people across this planet. Uh, I, the numbers are endless. It's it's in the millions, isn't it? Yes, they're, they're, they're telling us now anecdotally that there probably 15 million people have read the books. Uh, they know that 7 or 8 million have actually purchased them. Uh, it's, a, it's a hand-to-hand book. Every book that's been purchased has been shown to at least a wife or a, or, or a husband, a, a brother-in-law or some friend. So it's, it's a book that is wide reach, and it's been translated into 37 languages. When you first wrote the first Conversations with God, have you found that since then, this planet has changed dramatically? Because I just feel like, Neil, people are uptight. They're, they don't seem happy. It's weird, but it's a feeling I have. Well, you're right on the money, of course. That's exactly what's happening. And it's not, it's not, it's that not only that they're unhappy, they're actually alienated from each other. What we're experiencing, in my observation, George, a level of alienation uh, between people all over the world, not just in, in the United States, but all over the world, a level of alienation that I've never seen in my lifetime. People are just making each other so wrong, and, and we're so separated from each other, uh, but we don't know why. That's that's the problem. We don't understand what is the cause. That is, I mean, I think it's the biggest problem in the world today, uh, the, the, what we're discussing here now, 
And it's what's causing dysfunction everywhere, political dysfunction, economic dysfunction, social dysfunction, and yeah, even spiritual dysfunction in the sense that our, our world's religions don't seem to be able to do anything to turn this situation around. So you're right. People are nervous, they're upset, uh, and, and they're unhappy, and they have, a, they have a reason to be because they're seeing this level of dysfunction that I'm talking about. They're seeing this alienation that's so powerful that it is, it's affecting the world entire. Well, and it's also starting to affect their personal lives, their relationships, perhaps their jobs. Uh, it's, it's really playing havoc with them, isn't it? In profound ways. And, and what's most upsetting about it is that, as I was say, saying, nobody knows what to do about it. We're, we're looking to our presidents, our country's prime ministers, our premiers. We're looking to our religious leaders, the pope, the, the chief rabbi, the head ulama, heads of all of our world's religions. We're looking to the captains of business and industry. We're looking to people that, that have led the way in the past to get us out of this mess. And nobody seems to understand what is causing all of this? What is the problem uh, that, that, that's cr- creating this? You know, alienation, George, has inevitably arisen in the aftermath of ongoing citizen frustration. This is not a new thing, but never at the level we're seeing today, uh, citizen frustration inevitably arises in the aftermath of ongoing societal dysfunction. And that's really what we're seeing around the world. Uh, ongoing systemic failure is what we're looking at. You know, you know we've, we've put into place on this planet a lot of systems that were supposed to make life better for us. You know, political systems, economic systems, social systems, spiritual systems. None of them are working. As a matter of fact, if you don't mind my making the observation, not only are they not working, they're actually producing exactly the opposite result uh, of, the, of the result we hoped they would produce. Politics, our political systems are not producing uh, a, a safer and a, and a more congenial world, but producing exactly the opposite. And my concern too, Neil, is it seems to be passing down to children or younger people, and they're carrying this torch, unfortunately, as well. Are they ever? And they're getting it from a variety of sources, our entertainment sources. They're, they're getting it from everything from video games to television programs they're watching. Social and media. It, so exactly. Precisely, and you know, which you know what that's fascinating. There's something ironic about this. We thought that uh, social media, the so-called miracle of the internet, uh, was going to bring us closer together, and it's done exactly the opposite. It's torn us further apart because we're using social media. Many people, way too many people, are using social media uh, to incite violence and anger between yeah. people yeah. and to separate people uh, from the highest thoughts that they have about themselves and about each other, and without wanting to get into uh, political um, hmm, disparagement. Mm-hmm. There are some some leaders around the world. Uh, we had an interesting experience just this day with President uh, Bolsonaro from from Brazil uh, you know, throwing brickbats to President Macron of France. Yeah. Two, yes. two, two world leaders who are you know shouting at each other, and, and they aren't the only presidents of the only countries who are providing... Uh, our young people with uh, models of behavior that's like, wait a minute, what, what am I missing here? Are we really supposed to be bullying each other, verbal bullying each other, and insulting each other to the point where, where, where we've lost our sense of who we are in relationship to each other and in relationship to ourselves? It's a very strange time. Well, and that makes younger people, or just about anybody, to say, I can do that too. I mean, if they're going to bully each other or do this or that, why can't I? 
Exactly. That's exactly, and that's what's happening. And if we, as we look at the, uh, the the epidemic of mass shootings that we're seeing around the world and in the United States, we notice that so many of them—not every single one, but the largest majority by far—are young people, young white males, yep. anywhere from 18 to 21 years old. And and that's what's happening. That's 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 the outcome of what we're talking about. What would you say is the single biggest problem on the planet? Alienation. I would say alienation is the outcome of the single biggest problem on the planet. But I would say that the single biggest problem on the planet is that we don't know what the single biggest problem is. That is, the people who ought to be able to look at, be able to look at these things and figure out what is causing this alienation situation uh, are unable to do so. They don't see the nature of the problem. They're trying to solve the problem of the world, all the problems of the world, as I see it, at every level except the level at which the problems exist. They're trying to solve the problem with political means. It's not working. They're trying to solve the problem by throwing money at it. It's not working. They're trying to solve the problems uh, by every device except uh, the only device. That, they're even trying to solve the problems militarily. You know, so they, they think it's a military problem or, or an economic or a political problem. And the, and the challenge here is that it's not any of those. It's a spiritual problem. What do you think in the world today? I'm sorry, George. Go ahead. What do you think, though, Neil, is that common denominator that's making all this happen? Anger. Yeah. Anger. Something's fueling that. Yeah. And well, well, what's fueling it is a belief that that it's not us that's causing the problems that we're upset about. It's those other people. So, so what's fueling it is the notion, which is encouraged by many world leaders these days, that it's those others that are creating the, the problem, those unwanted immigrants, those angry women, those, those uh, unknowing, un, un, unintelligent students, those wild-eyed liberals, those crazy conservatives, those other people, those inappropriate gays, whoever it is that we can blame, it's, it's those others, those others, those others. And we're angry. If only those others would stop doing what they're doing, life could be the way it used to be. And, and so we've gotten into this profile where we are telling ourselves that it's those people, it's them, them against us. And suddenly, for the first time in my lifetime, at this level, we've always had some disagreements between people, of course, but I've never seen it at this level, where we find ourselves waking up to an us-against-them world. Yeah, the disagreement and in, in what used to be uh, common respect for people's opinions seems to have gone right out the window. Totally. Let me tell you, the days have gone by, all for one and one for all. That went out the window when the, when the Three Musketeers, you know, the story story of the Three Musketeers was uh, all for one and one for all, not That's anymore. Right. Exactly we see right. ourselves as entities with separate needs, separate agendas, separate desires, separate intentions, separate everything, actually, except maybe uh, national identities and those uh, our boundaries, we don't want anyone to mix up, uh, mix themselves in. We're going to put walls up or whatever you have to do to keep uh, people out uh, of our countries and out of our clubs and out of our organizations if they look or sound or act differently from the way we, we are. Is it difficult for someone even like you, who I believe is very enlightened, to get through the day-to-day routines of all of this? I'm not going to lie and say no. It's not difficult, but I think it's less difficult uh, for 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 me and and people who are seeing the problem for what it is, because I think we see the solution as well and the possibility uh, that the solution offers us. And so I, I think that we're pretty clear 
uh, what the problem is. And so those of us who are in uh, the place that I find myself are very clear that we have to stop trying to solve the problem at every level except the level at which the problem exists. We have to look at the problem square in the face. The problem is our belief in separation, George. We, we, we actually believe as a, as a species more and more that we live in a cosmology of separation, that we are a civilization consisting of billions of individual units that we call people, whose existence includes no biological or physical unity with each other whatsoever, and whose experience daily often includes, as well, very little, if any, emotional, philosophical, political, or spiritual unity. We're simply separate from each other, and we want nothing to do with each other. If they don't look like us, speak like us, think like us, and act like us, it's those other people that are the problem. And so, but I, I'm, not, I'm not having as much of a difficulty on a day-to-day basis as many other people are, because I, I look at the long view, and I really see this, actually, as um, a quite predictable outcome of the evolutionary process of a species. To put it in blunt terms, we're finally growing up, and this is the these are the last tantrums of our youth. You know, hum, human beings, hmm. our species is a very young species, uh, as the cosmos goes, very very young. We absolutely we, uh, and and the, the anthropologists have sh- shown us that uh, we're we're just an extraordinarily immature species, but we're just coming out of our youth as a species in the cosmos, and we're beginning to look at uh, things in a different way. But this these are growing pains. And, and that's what's happening right now. Are people pulling away from that entity that has changed your life, and that is the God factor? Are they are they going the opposite way from that? Yeah, well, yeah, yes and no. Some are and some are not. And, and I think that the... Uh, and, and some are not necessarily pulling away from God, but they're holding an image of this thing called God that's, um, in my view entirely different from and inaccurate with regard to uh, the true nature of uh, the of the of, of God itself of, of divinity itself so I think that the, the challenge is not so much that people are pulling away from God as it is more that people who are not pulling away from God are believing in a God that's um, in ways that are inaccurate that have nothing to do with uh, the actual you know, divine being uh, and 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 that's I think the problem. We think that God is a, you see we think that God is a judging, punishing a God who's going to get us in the end if we don't mm-hmm. do the way uh, He wants us to toss a flood on us or something. Yeah, and and the, hello, and and <laughs> and that that allows us to talk about imitating. We're not only imitating uh, our world leaders in many countries, we're imitating the God we believe in. Hey, you know what? If it's good enough for God, it's good enough for me. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.